Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to Natural Nonsense, the first podcast episode of 2023. And we're actually recording this on New Year's Day, January 1st. So get in the Getting the energy started nicely on New Year's Day. Andre, the first human I've spoke to in 2023. How does it feel? I'm honored. I know I won't be the last. <laughs> you will not be the last at all. We here. We here. Welcome, y'all. Happy New Year. Um, don't bring it in strong. Natural nonsense. We gonna we got some to talk. Got some stuff to talk about today. But I'm just it's just wild to be in a new year, man. Wild to be it in is. A new year. And 2023 out of all years, like 23. Like, just think, we were born in the 1900s. I know. My my little brother had told that to me one time, and then I, that was one of the first times I was like, I'm not old, am I? Because <laughs> why did you say the 1900s like that? Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but he's not wrong, the 1900s. Like we are, we're no longer in the 1900s. We are not, we are far from that. So I remember one time I was watching this video on YouTube and they had like kids reacting to like old technology and they're like, oh, like this came out in 1976. And the kid was like, oh, weren't there dinosaurs back then? (laughs) Whoa. Flame them. (laughs) Whoa. That's wild. It's natural nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But very happy to just, yeah, just be back on the podcast. Uh, Cam hit us with a very unique voice memo. I had to listen to it to make sure I played the right one. But I'm very interested in hearing Andre's thoughts on this uh, on this voice memo. I think that it should be very, very engaging. Um, so turning it over to cam real quick to get this episode started hey congrats to the nat nonsense podcast y'all really killing it out here super proud super inspired by y'all keep doing y'all things only gonna keep going up um quick challenge though to my fellow supporters let me hear some of y'all get on these voice memos how y'all really feeling about these podcasts how y'all really engaging with this content let me hear what you got to say because i know y'all probably tired of hearing my voice i ain't so i'm gonna keep showing up but until then i don't know y'all support kind of sounded like a lot of hoopla (laughs) he said not me Nah, he said he I we all know what the hoopla is, you know what I'm saying? But that was funny though. I wasn't expecting him to end it with the hoopla though. But yeah, I do wanna I do wanna hear y'all's thoughts, like, you know, voice memos, comments, whatever. I think it just like it adds to it being fun. So you know, just pop in, say what you gotta say about some animal shit. Yeah, and maybe that could be a New Year's resolution for some of y'all. Like, I know that sometimes it's intimidating to, like, record your voice and have it be played for God knows who. Like, put yourself out there as a quick 10 to 10 seconds to a minute. Just get your takeoff or just say something. It could just be like, hey, Andre, that could be a voice memo. Let's get a, just get a little engagement up there. We we deserve some hellos on top of the nonsense, I think. <laughs> yeah, we doing. I I think so. I think so. But yeah, I'd love to hear more of that because I feel like it just adds like a more communal aspect to it. Cause like like me and Kyler do just be talking and this would be what we would talk about, like if we was kicking it, like we would probably be this these are our conversations. So for us it's like the point a lot of times is like, dang, what if other people had heard this? You know what I'm saying? So it's always good to hear from other folks too. Yeah, always good to hear from other folks. And let's say, hey, this is my first time ever tuning into Natural Nonsense, and I don't know how to leave a voice memo. All you have to do, and really, I actually just found this out last week, you don't even have to leave the episode. It's in the episode description. There's a link to submit a voice memo. So you can do it that way, or you can follow us at Nat Nonsense Pod. Click the link in the bio, leave a voice memo. We got options for y'all, and I'm just really interested in hearing more from some of our folks uh the last episode we had the disaster movie draft i think andre you got the most votes on the page uh cameron actually left us another voice memo too with his thought on that but it's a little hard to hear but he says snakes on a plane is the top disaster movie of all time because that <laughs> is a disaster <laughs> nah snakes on the plane is a disaster because I, I, I mean yeah 
I, that movie is 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 a total disaster in a lot of ways. But yeah, because <laughs> can you imagine you, especially man, all the people and who I'll be going to sleep on the plane. <laughs> hey, uh, that was wild. It was they canceled like every flight. Like I'm basically. But what I if think, they told no, you they like canceled them because of snakes? What if they said they canceled because of snakes? Oh, I'll be cool with it. I'll be cool with it. I'll be cool with it. Yeah, thanks for letting me know before I got in the air because I'll be going to sleep on the plane. I know it's kind of you know frowned upon, but I go to sleep, bro. Right? I don't got no re. What? I'm not paying thirty dollars for Wi-Fi. Um, that barely works. Is is like it's booming, and then you know I kind of get. Tired of watching movies. I watch movies. I, I'm gonna just just ride this out. Let me just ride out this this, this couple hours on the plane. But the snakes would get me quickly because I would not be aware. They would just sneak up. Maybe they leave me alone because I wouldn't be moving though. So, mm. but then everybody else would be screaming. So yeah, I think there would be way too much chaos for them to just leave you alone. But I always admire people who can fall asleep on the plane. Like I, it has to be a red eye and I have to be dead tired in order for me to knock out. I can't just go to sleep on no flight. I did luck out because I'm pretty short. I will say that I lucked that, out on that end. Mm, that is true. That that's, is very that's true. A, that's a big reason why. Because I, I, those seats are made for me. <laughs> I'm being honest. Those are not made for actually, like, no, bro. Like, one of my homies is 6'8", and he be taking, like, regular commercial flights. And I'm just like, bro, I, I couldn't imagine living your life on a plane, bro. I see why you don't fly places like that. Yeah, it's hard to fall asleep when your knees in the chair in front of you, your shoulder getting brushed against by everybody passing up next to you. It's rough out here. So, yeah, I'm not a sleeper. I'm usually I don't like watching movies on planes like that, because like you said, I watch movies all the time. Anyway, I usually like try to write or listen to a podcast, um, play games on a phone or something. I recently learned that people really be like paying to like text people on a plane. Though I, I cherish throwing my phone on airplane mode and not hey y'all i'm on a six hour flight i'll talk to y'all late <laughs> me too <laughs> oh man hey i'll be i'll be uh turning my airplane on on come back zero messages i'll yep. be like nice <laughs> oh man oh uh, that's hilarious but yeah, man. See, this is why uh, voicemails are important, because you just start the podcast off with just general conversation. We wasn't planning on talking about no flights and fall asleep on planes and all that. So, yeah, hit that link in the bio. But uh, 1K, why don't you start us off with the icebreaker question, the first one of 2023? Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, you know, there's different, you know, New Year's resolutions and people kind of, you know, they're kind of Scrooge about New Year's resolutions. If they're not Scrooge about Christmas, you know, I, I think there's a healthy amount of Scrooge that people kind of should have for Christmas personally. But when it comes to New Year's, people are a lot more acceptedly like, which, you know, there there's no, you know, reason to make a, like resolutions are, you know, they're important. And I think, if it's something that somebody's going to stick to, they're going to stick to it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But since this is natural nonsense, I was just thinking like, man, what's the animal quality that we'd want to kind of, you know, evoke for the next 365, you know what I'm saying? For the 2023, what, what type of animal quality? And what I thought of first, like I was going to go to like some real, like, you know, I was like, what's the most vicious animal <laughs> I could think of I was over here thinking of like tigers and all type of stuff but what settled on my spirit was um a beaver the discipline mm, damn. I want to have the <laughs> I'm not I swear I'm corny but yo you're a cornball too <laughs> <laughs> he said damn <laughs> oh my gosh nah <laughs> but I'm just saying like I think I want to have the discipline of a beaver because do you know, imagine how much discipline you gotta have to individually with your teeth bring sticks to a secluded random part of a, a stream or river and just keep adding sticks one by one for the sole purpose of eventually <laughs> making this a home. Mm, and I then like you just in there chilling. They be in there chilling. Dry, warm. 
And so I think I just want to evoke that discipline of like, what does it look like to add that stick? Like, you know, every single day mm. and just see what happens at the end of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that I want to, I want to definitely take forward. That's amazing. I feel like I started with the corny ass damn joke, but I really, I peeped the vision. I like that choice of a beaver. Uh, but I think I owe the folks listening to this a, a solid. I need to ask a couple questions about your damn. So let's do MTV dams right now. Like what's, what's going on in Andre's River Dam? Okay. MTV dams. Okay. When we come to the, we, we set it up like pods with a centralized living room, basically. So we, we can access all the living room, but everybody's pods are separately secluded, but it comes into that central space in the pods. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your you got your little, you know, optional window. We don't usually condone windows because that just invites, you know, predators in. But we will add it for, you know, the pizzazz if we need some airflow. We can strategically mm. add a window there. Um definitely gotta have, you know some storage for the sticks you know what i'm saying you got to build that into the walls you you can't just have them out everywhere you know that's true and then you know so i think i think the main thing would be that in, in, in my mtv dams i just make sure that everybody had their little space where everybody could come together in the middle I rock with that MTV dams brought to you by natural nonsense podcast. <laughs> um, so I spent a lot of time thinking of this and by a lot of time, I mean like five to 10 minutes since we came up with the question. Um, but I was doing some digging out and thinking about what type of animal I wanted to embody for the year. And I wanted to pick an animal that was like clever or curious. So originally I was going to go with a Fox because I feel like that was a good pick. Uh, but then I stumbled across a crow. Because crows are surprisingly very, I guess not surprisingly necessarily, but I don't think a lot of people just have the offhand knowledge of how intelligent crows are and just how well they can use like miscellaneous tools to accomplish tasks. Like you can look up YouTube videos of crows like trying to get a reward tree using like very complex tasks. So uh, the reason I chose a crow is because I feel like this year, especially just with the abundance of new time I have not being a master's student anymore, I have access to a lot more time to really grow and blossom those creative adventures and ventures that I uh, have in the back of my head. Like, so I'm thinking of like books that I've purchased over the last year that honestly just didn't feel like reading because I was having to read for class and whatnot, but being able to use those books as tools and the different things I've purchased, like kind of, what I like to say, like punting the ball forward of like, okay, I might not be able to learn how to be a screenwriter today, but I know whenever I want to become a screenwriter, I'm going to need to read this book. So let me buy this book while I have the money now. And so I think I've set myself up to have this period of time to be able to use these different tools and see what comes out of it. So I think just the curiosity of a crow and the ability to use multiple unorthodox tools to accomplish a goal, like I think that that's what was rocking with me this morning. Nah, I see. I see the vision. Because, like, you know, I think the rape or crows, they have, like, the same intelligence of, like, a six-year-old. Something, something like, that. like that. Um, And for the folks that don't know, they're one of the most close relatives to dinosaurs. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of intelligence there. So I see that part. And then I'm just, I'm just happy to hear that you're going to have like, you know, more space to, you know, get your crow on. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm excited to see, cause I know you have a plethora of ideas that, you know, you pulled off even while you was the master student. So yeah. I think that just shows the potential in, for the future. And just to go a little bit further into the crow. So it's actually one study compared their reasoning power to that of a seven-year-old child, oh. which it's a lot like seven-year-olds they have like they have a lot of reasoning power i feel at that age um they also play games and tricks on one another they identify people and animals who might pose a threat and understand analogies so learning a lot about crows on this episode of nat nonsense podcast yeah we should, crows are are real i mean when it comes to the food chain we better be lucky they're small because they would they they would take over um but yeah let's get on to these topics man 
Yeah, let's go ahead and go ahead. No, I just I was going to liaison us into that. Like, let's go ahead and get into these topics, uh, hoping that the podcast is entertaining for folks. I don't want anybody to be yawning while they're listening to this part of the podcast. But in case you let out a yawn at the mention of yawn, the first topic that we have is why do we yawn? And I'm with Doctor One K. Nah, I'm not. I'm not all that. But now, nah, so I've always like I first learned this whenever um I don't know at the book fair they had a children's almanac or a kids almanac and I just thought it was the most I feel like an almanac is a description of my knowledge I would say because it's just a bunch of stuff <laughs> that's like <laughs> randomly applicable applicable um one of the things I learned in the almanac was like the way that we sleep um it kind of says something about like like our personalities a little bit like so some people that can sleep on their back some people that sleep on their stomach or they like it all kind of says a little bit um but almanacs traditionally are used by farm farmers to know like seasonal trends and stuff Mm -hmm. so like it'll have like info about like what to do in a frost and when is the expected time for the frost and stuff like that but one of the things that they have put in there is like you know why we yawn as a group like why do people catch a yawn and like I've always wondered that too because I'll yawn even if I'm not tired like if somebody like start yawning like I'll just yawn with them and I'm like hey you send me your yawn and <laughs> I never really understood why but basically the reason why is because they they looked at human behavior and it was a part of our uh, like evolving as humans and so it was a way to have like group connectedness for survival so if people is in tune with each other and they make an eye contact with each other like the yawn is like a communication point so like, yes, it's like, oh, it's hired. But the fact that it travels on to person to person, it comes out in that traveled yawn, but it also comes out in other ways. Like, so if let's say we all trying to keep, you know, everybody safe or we're on watch for something, we're going to have similar reactions to similar stimuli. So if we hear a, a twig snap, all of our heads are going to, all kind of go to the same direction at the same time nobody's gonna turn around and look behind them you know what i'm <laughs> saying but that helps with the survival and so i think um you know the next time you're in a group and you know people passing it yawn around i think it just points back at the fact that we're human beings and we're animals we we are creatures like we're not just robotic code that you can code to you know like make do to do some of these things are just a part of our nature as as human beings and i feel like it's one of those topics that is really important for us to embrace because then it makes it easier to understand how uh how communities actually come together and what does that mean mm-hmm. like so in order for you to pass a yawn where are you setting yourself up to pass a yawn at like you know what I'm saying? And I think it is different with masks and COVID yeah. and all this stuff. But um, but yeah, I think that's the that's the main thing. But yeah, we yawn because it was a way for us to survive, to communicate with each other. Yeah, and I even would take it a step further than that because I, I'm gonna start it with more of a facetious thing that it came to mind. But remember, like first, second year of college, you see somebody yawn at the BRC, it's like, dang, he tired. Like that was in the oh, I'll, I'll get tired. Like people are just afraid to take a nap. You take a nap, you on somebody's Snapchat on a slump cam. But it just reminds us of just that, like, yeah, like people be tired. Like, and that's a very human thing too. Like, especially I feel like if you know that someone's been working like a hella hours and they chilling at the crib, it's 7 p.m. They yawning like five times back to back. It's like, bro, like, go ahead, go, go get you some sleep, man. I know you tired. Like, I know what that's like to be tired. Um, and I think sometimes I see people yawning, check in with myself, like, damn, am I tired? Like I start yawning. And like you said, sometimes you yawn after seeing somebody yawn. It's like, damn, I ain't even tired. But then it's like, when is the last time I took a nap? When is the last time that I intentionally took a breath? I think all of those are very 
human things and just something as simple as like seeing if somebody's rested like of course every time somebody yawn they not necessarily tired but just that reminder to check in with those human needs as well is what it made me think of yeah because you know no matter how much tiktok comes out with a new tiktok trend people always going yawn together <laughs> words and, of wisdom <laughs> and i'm just saying so like i think just getting grounded with that and being like, yo, like, what does that mean in a lot of different ways? I think it just opens up more opportunity to connect and not just connecting off of like predetermined ways. Like you have to do this or you have to do that, but just use our imagination. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. Yeah. Got me tired thinking about yawning now. Like I feel like I'm mentally fighting fighting the yawn as I'm recording. I'm like, you, you can't get the yawn going on a podcast. It's gonna take too long to record. For real, it will. But yeah, I think this kind of goes into like you know another side to the yawn is like kind of how people bond and how it comes up like through trauma and stuff and um. I think that's something that really connects on the, I guess, on the yin and yang, I would say, mm-hmm. of how it can it can be a source of another type of bond. But I'm going to pass it off to you so you can kind of, like, talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, so the reason I brought this up, because I'll speak for myself. I mean, I ain't got nobody else to speak for. Um, but I didn't even hear about the concept of like trauma bonding until i don't know it was later in my college years and i think someone mentioned like yeah like most of the friends that you connect with in college it's like trauma bonding because you're going through the shared trauma together and you're like trauma dumping on people and that forms the basis of a lot of unhealthy relationships um and so i think that it caused me to think back on some of those like late nights in college where what I saw as like connecting with people, like some people could see as like trauma bonding from an outside perspective. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think that is healthy for us as humans in a disconnected, but really connected society. Like we're disconnected from each other more than ever because of the pandemic. But at the same time, we're so, it's so easy to connect with people through like social media and the internet with the technology that we have. And I think that in college, when it was came down to connecting with people like college is this very important time in your life you last like on average let's say four years for most people in undergrad that's not a lot of time to get to know people and i feel like you have very intense conversations with people quickly when you're trying to connect with them trying to get to know people on a deeper level and i'm a person who values like getting to know people beneath the surface of who they are like i really want to know like more about these people so i feel like it was very easy for me in college to build relationships with people just by like really taking time to get to know like nah like who are you like why are you this way like who what are the steps that took you to being very young 1995 andre 1k to andre 1k of today and i think naturally through those conversations a lot of traumatic stuff can come up if you are talking and bonding with people that you have an investment in and so i feel like there is a balance between sharing too much or sharing too much right away and that only being the foundation of a relationship. But I think what is important for me and what has worked a lot for me is just remembering that trauma isn't the only pillar of a relationship. Like we were having these shared experiences, sharing like traumatic things that might happen in life. But at the same time, we also talk about sports. We also talk about music. We also go on and turn up together and making sure that your relationships are going far beyond just like the quote unquote bad times or like the dark asked that people might have but i don't know what are your thoughts on the idea of trauma bonding and especially looking back at like collegiate experiences and getting to know people in that short time frame i would say like it's it just comes down to like balance i would say because i feel like i definitely before i learned and got more knowledge it was like dang like it's not really the healthiest thing to be doing um without the balance I would say like if it's like out of balance of um like just the regular parts to the day and just kicking it and stuff then it just kind of makes it harder to um 
it makes it harder for it to be something that you really trying to like have be for a longer period of time. I think for me, um, the thing about the trauma bonding thing that I think almost gets forgotten is that it wasn't, um, it's not like people kind of like all decided to have all these horrible things happen to them while they were all very close and lived within feet of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's the other side to it that I don't, I want to make sure people realize is that like we aren't in control of that. Like those things happen and they needed to be discussed. Like, you know what I'm saying? It needed to be, maybe that's how it was got out. Cause I think, you know, it's so we're in this time where it's like, you got to say the right thing, say the right thing, say it at the right time. And it's creating very robotic kind of responses to things that are terrible. Like, I can't expect somebody to go through a very traumatic thing and then give me the perfect response as a result. Like, I think some people got to that level where it got out mm-hmm. of balance to where it's like, oh, well, they're, you know, oh, th- this is definition of trauma bonding. So, <laughs> ah, the, eh, wrong. And then didn't take into account maybe the whole 90% rest of the whole experience with yeah. that person. And so I think that's just the other side to it. I think, you know, how does that balance out? Like, like you said, like, are we kicking it? Are we just, you know, like, we're going to do different things to get, like, we have memories and experiences that aren't just filled with what happened, you know, that was bad. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where, in retrospect, I think, we I know I didn't have the tools at the time to truly navigate that properly. You know what I'm right. saying? So um I know that impacted like, you know, a lot of different um just situations with people, but it's not I won't put the blame or it's not like out of shame, but it's just more out of like that's real though. Like it did. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. And I think the I think you mentioned or use the word robotic, like when it comes to some of these responses and the language that we're using, because I think one of the things that was so bittersweet about just learning about how to, I was for our umbrella term, be there for a person. Like we were both counselors for summer bridge. And in that summer bridge training, we learned a lot about like one-to-one mentorship and whatnot. And I feel like speaking from my perspective, of course, some people take the tools to mentoring and one-to-one for a person and they just cut and paste it onto every single situation. So something happens to a person, they ask these very like scripted questions. And I feel like that type of robotic way of showing up for someone to can impact how much people share or your relationship with people. Because if every time I talk to you, it's always the same, like, oh, what did happen? How did this make you feel? Uh, what does this look like for you? Yada, yada, yada. It's like, yes, I understand that those are like tools that folks use to get people to kind of process and walk through things. But at the same time, I think it's important for us understanding just human nature and just how we naturally respond to traumatic events or how we naturally connect with people that sometimes a person's not going to have, like you said, this, they're not going to have the exact language that they need to use or should use to discuss something that happened to them. Maybe they genuinely don't know how they feel about a situation. Sometimes people just need like space to vent or they just need someone to pull up on them. I think all those are different things that play a role in connecting with people um especially when it comes to like responses to tragic events like and i just keep thinking back at this last couple years of the pandemic with how much we not joke about we mentioned on the podcast a lot like the ocean was on fire like that's one thing that happened over the last couple of years uh we're coming up on a couple year anniversary of the capitol riot and all that that was these are just a lot of things that were happening and it's like Looking back on where you were January 6th, a couple years ago, and if someone was like, oh, how did that make you feel? Like, yo, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> For real. And sometimes when people don't, it's better to, but I think that's just where the, like, you know, I'm learning too, is just like having boundaries and and not having boundaries be rules, but have mm-hmm. boundaries be like, 
what you doing for yourself, like what you're telling yourself, what you will and will not do, but not prescribing that onto another person. Like, so if I'm not in the mood or I'm not in the space to hear someone vent, then it's on me to be like, hey, I'm not in a space to hear someone vent. Yeah. Um, can we possibly talk about this in like an hour? If not, you know, I just kind of need some space to like kind of prepare for that because I'm you know, X, Y, Z. That's just I, I, I and just being real, like yeah. I'm in space for that. But you, you don't have to then be like, okay, let the person vent or whatever. And then on the back end be like, oh, they're just, they, they're trauma spilling. <laughs> and it's like, well, dang, you let them do it for an hour and a half. Like, I mean, at a certain point, like. I think there's a responsibility where it's just it it's cool to identify things, but applying it kind of takes that next step of like, all right, mm. like, how does this actually fit for this situation? If I let somebody talk and vent for two hours, it's gonna feel shitty if after the two hours you wait till then to be like, I really didn't want to hear everything you had to say. I just said it's like, well, dang. It's like, well, dang, like why like because then it's just like why because you know and i just i think that's really what i mean like yes there's these nuanced things and i think maybe that is the thing just making sure to remember nuance because once you start being very like this or that it just doesn't ever effectually work because what my mama gonna call me and be like, you, you trauma spilling right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I could and be valid in that. However, I just, I feel like, hey, mom, last week when you kind of called, like, I kind of, like, can we, can we maybe, like, that's kind of maybe how I would do it, but I'm just not about to just be like, no you're trauma spilling while like as she's trying to talk about something that like you know what i'm saying like because most of my mom's conversations we not talking about stuff like that but i think that's what the thing is is making sure that these are kind of imbalanced with everything else yeah balance nuance those are both very important and i think bringing up like family and older generations is another point that i didn't necessarily plan on talking about today but since we brought it up um i think that it's also important just to realize just how much happens over a span of time like when you think of like when our parents grew up when our grandparents grew up and the learning and unlearning that had to take place throughout their lives what spaces that they have to talk about these things um like what tools were available to them because look in 2023 you can get a therapy appointment in like five minutes digitally. It might not be like your preferred therapist, but there's like things like BetterHelp where you can do like digital therapy. There's, uh, there's, access, YouTube, like... there's access, there's YouTube videos, there's TikToks. There's so many ways for us to have access to a lot of this information. Whereas years and years ago, like... You had to be in the library, G. You had to go get that encyclopedia and look up the T book, see what's under trauma and hope that it's even in there. Like there's these different environments that our parents and older generations grew up in to where it's like, yeah, like my grandma wasn't in class with me when I learned about this ism or learned about this trauma response. She's just on the phone with her grandbaby. Am I really about to be like, you're trauma dumping grandma? Like, no, like, but there's healthy ways that you can build those relationships with your loved ones. And like you said, maybe it's after the conversation, like, Hey, I just want to share how I'm feeling today. Or like, can we next time before we get into like, what's going on? Can we take like two minutes to check in real quick? Or uh, maybe I just want to hear about like what you have for dinner last night, just something like to set those healthy boundaries with the people you love. Because I think that that's sometimes the most difficult thing for people. I know it's a difficult part of the learning experience for me. We're just learning. Okay. All this, all these theories sound great. How do I apply that in my house? How do I apply that to my family? How do I apply that to my experiences growing up? So I think that the more that we have these conversations, the more that we talk about experiences, healing, connecting, sharing, and growing through like traumatic things that have happened in our life or 
hey, just stuff that pissed you off or made you sad. Like, I think that some of these responses doesn't have to go all the way to like past trauma, but maybe you just was having a shitty day and you was just somebody really had you fucked up in that moment and you just needed that space to be angry. I think that's all valid and important. Yeah, because I think we don't we don't nearly express our emotions nearly as much as they actually come up, I would say, as a culture and as a people. Like, like if you look in at the, what is it, the seven basic emotions, there's mm-hmm. anger, fear, um, sad, happy, happy, I think hurt, hurt and love is it jealousy or y'all can look it up discuss discuss it's discussed or something like that but like no one will go through their date like somebody oh how's your date we all given the kind of greater value brand version of the day depend like you know what i'm saying but it really could be like man i stubbed my toe getting on the trolley this morning it made me really mad and then i got sad because i scuffed my shoe and it like but people don't i don't do that but i don't Mm -hmm. i know that it's not because everybody's not always not meaning that when they say how are you doing but i think that's also like again like another part of you know the next step like do you really mean that or do you just want to know like the you know you you can ask that before you start talking you know what i'm saying but um i just think the more that we communicate about how we have natural reactions to stuff it just will get to a more progressive conversation that's on a person-to-person basis because i think people think there needs to be this universal response and there's seven billion people that doesn't make sense (laughs) why does there need to be a universal response just talk to the what works for that person and you and that you that's what worked then that's the best response like that's the best response (laughs) i mean it doesn't matter what me and me or kyler think honestly like (laughs) not at all like it doesn't matter what an expert thinks it matters what works (laughs) honestly and nice. it, should, it shouldn't have to be a universal like every this is what you're supposed to do in this situation like so <laughs> like yeah that's why i specialize in the wrap all that up in but that's for me though that's, that's what, just what i was that's that's what i think that worked for me when i did it maybe it can work for you but that that was for me though and I always add in this work for me. You might want to figure out what your version of this is. <laughs> Don't this work for me? Like I'm not, but I think it's 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 harder to stand out on that on that on your ten toes out on that limb when it's just like. I just think this, I don't care if seven, if this is a, what you're supposed to do, this is what I think is working for me. Harder to do that than to be like, well, study show. Because <laughs> I'm thirty two percent of adults, and I'm like that. And some things like you know, controversial take. I don't think washing chicken is. I don't think that's something that's worth the squeeze of what actually be happening when you wash chicken. Like there's certain things that like just will die in hot grease <laughs> or in a. 450 degree oven that I'm cool with not splattering the chicken all over my scene. And then people say, oh, well, I always bleach every single time after. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Why do you even need to bleach everything after? Because you got chicken everywhere. But that's a side tension. But that's just something that I will stand on. And if people and I know it's controversial. Cause people got all their thoughts about it, but hey, it fries out, it chick, it, it burns out, bro. I'm not cook I'm not cooking no chicken underdone. Like we we're not doing that. So I choose to go with science on some things. But I didn't think hey. we was gonna get to the chicken debates on the on a podcast. But no, I'm right there with you. Um because that's why I got me a meat thermometer. I know exactly what temperature mm. I'm cooking my meat to. 
boom, we're not guessing. And it's not no time. Like, no, I take the meat thermometer and it, it says the right degrees. Cool. Yeah. Cause like I we on a little bit of tangent, but this natural nonsense of a podcast. That's why I really hate part of the technology and social media thing because everybody has the diy hacks or the this is the way this is supposed to be done and did you know that you're actually supposed to take a lemon take it outside roll it on the ground and then bring it inside and put it in the freezer for an hour it's like nah y'all cap it y'all not doing all this this isn't a life hack bro i found out about the fruit wash thing it was something with 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 fruit where people were surprised that microorganisms lived on the fruit that came from the store my whole life i just <laughs> just thought people just knew it came from the ground i don't know but anyway th- this came out and then people was doing like okay with strawberries you gotta soak them in this for a certain amount of hours i'm like fam do you know what fruit spray is you spray the fruit with the spray, and it washes the plant on the outside. I got a fruit and vegetable wash right here from Sprouts Farmer's Market, actually. It literally washes the, the, the fruit. You rinse it off, scrub it real good, and your fruit is clean now. Why are we soaking strawberries in, in, to let the microorganism come up? What are we doing all that for? It's not even real. It's not real, bro. It's not. And I think that that's what college exposed you to a lot, too, is just like, hey, people grew up differently. People had different like values when it comes to food. Uh, Putting people... hot sauce in the refrigerator, all type of stuff. <laughs> you just calling out everybody this podcast. <laughs> so, Damn, but my thing, my thing is I went to school where, hey, some people on the playground was like, hey, God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. That's some people's life philosophy. They're not soaking their strawberries for an hour before eating the strawberries. Because, like, there is certain situations, like, because have you ever been to a strawberry patch? I have not been to a strawberry patch. Okay, so at a strawberry patch, you basically get to pick your strawberries. Like, they, they give you a basket, and then basically however much you fill up the basket with, you know, you kind of – now that I'm saying this <laughs> – I have some country experiences. I don't been to an orchard and a, a, a strawberry patch, and these were one of the two defining days of my life. I'll talk about it so much because it, it's just so important. But anyway, uh, I went with my papa, and he was just like, um, you can pick all the ones you want, but make sure you don't eat them. We got to make sure we wash them when we come back because it's either the pesticide or it was something they was using like growing the strawberries to keep plants and I mean bugs and other stuff away from it that we would get sick if we ate it. So mm-hmm. like there there is a line with the dirt don't hurt thing, but like yeah. that comes with experience though. Like you 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 we didn't get this far surviving based in all like there there was a whole up until a hundred years ago, well what, hundred thirty years ago maybe, where they first learned about germs. We was going that long without knowing about germs the whole time. I think we're good, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, you're not you're not wrong at all. Um, and the strawberry patch, and that's not the countryest thing you've ever talked about. Because I've seen like strawberry patches. They just on the side of the highway when I'm going to somewhere. So it's like I'm not about to stop at this little strawberry field to pick some strawberries. I, I need to get to LA before the traffic hit. <laughs> um, I definitely have no people that I've gone to, but maybe I'll, it's not going to be on my bucket list. I'm not even going to cap and lie to y'all on this podcast. I'm, I don't, I don't even like strawberries like that, but that's for another, another hot take episode. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I was going to throw, why not? We, we talked about voice memos on this podcast. So let us know your hot take when it comes to food or a DIY that gets annoying trying to give y'all some more prompts and stuff to leave voicemails with to make it a little easier so whether it's a tiktok hack where you like yo y'all are doing the absolute most or just whatever's on your mind because man those those food hacks they be doing the most sometimes like here's a better way to crack an egg it's like yo why did this take 10 minutes <laughs> the side of the counter was he working Man, the hard-boiled egg ones be OD, too. Like, it'd be like, okay, if you really want a hard-boiled egg, 
you get a sous vide and then you put it in the bag and then you make sure the sous vide set up at the right time. Bro, I can get a but uh, some some water, a pot, and a lid. Set. Wow, there we go. Eggs in there, salt in the water, and we're done in about fifteen minutes. G, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> and the same thing with cars. The little hack. That's the biggest thing that they want to hack is a car. Oh, instead of letting you turn the dial for the air, you got a touch screen. Yeah. So now, <laughs> while you're driving, you need to be able to click, 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 click on this. And then, yo, you might turn the radio. Like, something's worked fine before you tried to put all the technology in it. Now people with Teslas can't even start their car when it gets too cold. And by start, I mean unlock. Can't unlock the car because it got too cold. Like, come on, bro. Y'all doing too much with the technology. You can't get into it. Like, <laughs> and then it shut down so much. Usually you can put a car in neutral. You can't even put a Tesla in neutral when it's not on. Like, that is insane, bro. <laughs> but, man, it's just wild. Some things just need to be what they are. Some things just need to be what they are. Um, I'm gonna bring us a little bit out of the rabbit hole that we're in because man, we we deep in there. We we it's a lot of rabbits around here. Um, but kind of tying up this conversation, I wanted to talk about spaces where people either can go to feel connected or to facilitate some of that healing or just to empathize with other people. Like we talked about like spaces where we would share like about like life stories and stuff and you get to know like people's journeys. Uh, one of the places that came to mind that kind of inspired this last segment is just thinking about open mics in a general sense. Um, many of the listeners know I started an open mic at UC San Diego called Flex My Expression. I had already been writing poetry for like four years at the time, but I was like, hey, if one, I was just like, we got to do this for my job. So, like, I'm trying to do some fun stuff. But Cambria and I was like, oh, like we could do an open mic and I'll sh share a poem. I'm doing open mic. And then just being able to put together an open mic and seeing people get up there, share stuff they've never shared before or just expressing a part of themselves that they never expressed before. I think that there's a lot of power in that. And following doing Flex My Expression, I started going to open mics, like, especially like 2015 or 2017, Carla was at open mics weekly, like just always at the open mic, performing, listening, connecting with people, meeting people, building that network out. And the reason I would go so much is just because there's so much beauty and seeing people share their stories and it could be something really like deep that happened to them or something very emotional. And then after they perform, someone going up to them and like, hey, like I needed to hear that. Like I'm going through something very similar. This touched me or I read this poem that you wrote and this helped me get through something or I never could find the words to explain that feeling. And I think those types of moments are what I really value in an open mic space. And I think that's also going back to like the college conversations, why I really valued like going beyond the icebreaker. Like, yeah, like if you were a bag of chips, like you would be Frito-Lays because you like Fritos. Like, yeah, like cool. But like, I, used to I don't know. so bothered when people- I know, I know. I know, that's why I brought it up. But nah, like I really want to know. That's why, but that's why I love when you have those questions because it's like, Oh, you like the you think that you'd be honey barbecue Frito twist because you feel like your life has had a lot of twists and turns. Like, yeah, I learned something about you. Let's let's talk about those twists and turns. Um, so yeah, just getting to know people beyond those icebreakers in that open mic space and just hearing people and being able to empathize and connect with people, I think is very impactful. But what about you? What are some like spaces or things that you've done to like feel connected with people and be able to connect or heal in different ways? I'll definitely like uh um, when we was going to open, like the times I would go, um, like that would definitely was a space for that. Like of just, cause those was the first times that I ever like rapped in front of people <laughs> or like, um, I've even performed some, some little poetry here and there, um, quiet as it's kept. But like only like six people know that. <laughs> Trilogy Sanctuary but, Days. Yeah, the Sanctuary Days. That's that's one of the like dopest spots ever that I've ever just been at ever. I mean, just in just 
spoken word aside, like they got like a vegan restaurant attached to it and stuff. It was, it was like yeah. just on a little rooftop. Like I was like, man, man, this is kind of. But um, but yeah, like um, I would say another space for me that's kind of been like that is definitely like uh open run, like playing basketball, honestly, mm. because you in a room full of people who all kind of got the same mentality of like. Like this is there this going on at home or this or this happening, but I'm here to hoop. I'm trying to try to bust on my yeah, like and you just have that energy and like it's it's fun and and that also is the times that I've been the closest to fighting is on basketball courts. Like <laughs> it's that, that's just it's cause you everybody's just a it's just an energy in there, but I think the connectedness comes in when you know, I would say, like, you know, you, you run in, you start to go play for a while. It's people that you play with, you play against, or oh, they, I'm, I'm picking them up this time or whatever. And, you know, it was people that I hooped with for years that, like, I I forgot their names, honestly. But oh, if absolutely. I saw them at the if I saw them at the runs, like I'm I'm picking them up swiftly, like, oh, that's bro. Oh yeah, we we running with bro. Like, and I just, I just like really, really like appreciated moments like that with sports. And then I would say something that's a little more fun. I would say, um, I would definitely say the club is one of those spaces in terms of like when it's for an event or like it's somebody's birthday or it's a celebration time or it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it's so and so's birthday and like we, hey, we all out here and. <laughs> those have been the times when I've I rarely want to go out like I rarely want to go outside of my apartment anymore. like I'm a different person I feel like I've become a lot more introverted but I try my hardest to show up for people on times like that because I know it it's kind of like a spirit bomb type of thing that happens mm. for people that don't know about Dragon Ball Z but basically like Goku has a move where um, the creatures of the earth in order to save the earth um, they give a little bit of their spirit to Goku so he can basically like take out whoever's trying to destroy the earth or whatever and it's like a super OP like move that like just you know but I think that kind of happens on when you come together to celebrate someone because people kind of put all their energy towards that like just like like and then it kind of like feeds back into itself so celebrations basketball and like open open mics for sure ways that i definitely see connectedness not happening is trying to like like have like open just unfiltered unstructured sharing yes not it just never works bro (laughs) and you know me i've done it at least i've got a good sample size and man did it go terribly every time? Because <laughs> there's it's no, just never. There's, there's no, there's no structure. Or re, like, where are we going with this? Like, what are we trying to take away from today? Like, there's nothing because it just doesn't. But I think that goes back into that trauma bonding part of just like I think those are those moments where it's just like we're we're frankly not balancing this out. <laughs> yeah and what's worse than no structure i think is poor structure or facilitation because then it's just like yo not only is like I, we'd be better off just doing this ourselves and having somebody who has no facilitation skills or there's no structure to it like oof, you brought up some memories with that one because i'll never forget like that I'm not going to do all the details, but that last year at UCSD was in the cross-cultural center library. And I feel like all the fourth years are sitting there like, man, I'm tired of these restorative justice circles. Can y'all just duke it out and let's go get a drink at the loft after. Because some things are that. Some things are. And it, we just, it, just, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just is what it is. But I think like, that just comes back to like the balance with it. Cause if we, if after this, they was like, and after this, we got concert tickets. Like, I would feel like, all right, let's go talk about we're going to talk about, man. Let's go turn up, man. We coming to, <laughs> but we got a festival with some food out here. And like, where's the balance? We just do like, 
gotta have an equal and opposite, man. Definitely. I do want to also plus one the basketball thing, though. I think especially in college because, I don't know, it's something innate in me that was just like, you know, I'm about to go hoop at Remake. Because you know at Remake, at least I felt this. I was like, no, I'm a, I could be a legend at Remake. These these are UCSD students. This this is going to be fun. Like we run in fast breaks, we Showtime Lakers, we diamond people up, shooting shots ain't got no business shooting because it's like who gonna tell me something? It's my basketball court. Yeah. And people didn't really want to win, so it would be. But when the, when it was time that people wanted to win, it was people in there hooping. It was fun, but those times were few and far between just few and far between um but to transition to talk about cool beans as we wrap up this episode of nat nonsense uh have a couple of shout outs for cool beans uh first gotta do the shameless plug because the new book is here it is right next to me and i'd be doing myself a disservice if i didn't plug full bloom on the podcast to the applause from andre 1k uh, but that is poetry book number five. It's hardcover too. Like it, it's nice. I can't wait till you get in your hands so you can just the cover is nice. I, I love this cover. Uh, but if y'all want to cop that, have a website. I've been at the website, but I redid it this past week just to be able to post a book on there. But the fourth Kyler.square.site. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, which I hope everyone listening to this podcast is actually following us on Instagram, don't just be following the podcast. Uh, but follow at the fourth Kyler, click can. the link in the bot, or you can. Um, <laughs> but uh, the book's available on the website $25 hardcover book, 70 pages of wonderful poems and experiences, and just looking forward to getting that into people's hands. And then secondly, Black Expression, uh, follow them on Instagram at express underscore IT. That's X-P-R-E-S-S underscore IT. And the reason Black Expression is going to have the cool beans for today is because that is one of those spaces where people come to connect and to heal. Uh, Black Expression has the motto, if you feel it, express it. And that is just a community open mic space that Recently came back. Uh, we did a couple of shows in December, and now it is going to be back every Friday at the Hamlet Coffee Shop, which is a Black-owned coffee shop in San Diego. Uh, but Black Expression is just for the community, by the community, uh, trying to bring people together for open mics, but also for like dinners or going to the park or something, just to bring like Black folks in San Diego together and allies. Allies are always welcome into the spaces as well. Uh, but just having that community space, having that open mic, something I'm really looking forward to just having back consistently. I'm also hosting Black Expression now. Uh, Kovu let me know five minutes oh. before the, the first show back. He was like, hey, I need you to host. I'm like, all right. I, I was prepared to do it, but I was like, dang, like, let me dust off the... <laughs> Let me dust off the hosting cap. Uh, so, yeah, come down to the Hamlet Friday nights at 8 p.m. Rock with the boy on the mic. But, yeah, cool beans for Black Expression and for Full Bloom, this latest poetry book. Man, y'all see how he's coming out the gate in 2023? <laughs> hey, I got some stuff to announce. I got some music coming out soon. Um, but y'all y'all see it when it comes out. I'll talk more about it, but. He came out hot 2023, man. It's the first day. This, you see how he coming out, book, hosting. Got the script. Bro, this is how you're supposed to do it, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you, man. Hey, that's what happens when I have time. That's where, like, and that's kind of, to give a little sneak peek into Full Bloom, Full Bloom is a flex. That is that is this poetry book. That is, it's just like, yo, like, I wrote this book while I was in grad school, finishing a master's program, leading a few podcasts. Like, I didn't really have time to do a lot of shit I did this past year. Now I have time. So I'm looking forward to the full bloom of 2023. The show, man. And you deserve the fruits of those blooms, man. Appreciate that. I appreciate the listeners for rocking with us this episode of Natural Nonsense. Um, once again, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, make sure you all give the podcast a like. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, follow us on the podcast and also brand new you can now support this podcast with monies so there is a link i don't even think i told you this yet but yeah people can support natural nonsense now uh through the link in our bio you can do a monthly subscription if you want just to support the podcast uh as little as a dollar a month you can support nat nonsense so head over to the link in the bio give us that support and who knows with enough supporters maybe one day we'll be able to do a patreon or something get some exclusive content to the supporters but Shout out to y'all who decide to become day one supporters of Natural Nonsense in the year 2023. For sure. Because I want I want to get us get get us official as a whistle. And you know, 
I feel like we can do it to, as a as a group, as a team. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's get it, man. I'm I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our 2022. I I didn't think natural nonsense. I didn't know it was gonna be like this. I thought <laughs> like honestly, I thought it was gonna be me and you talking, and like you know. But like legit people really, you know, is is listening and you know, I think, you know, just is a testament to just going brick by brick, you know what I'm saying? Just getting the beaver on or what did I say? A beaver? Yeah. Getting the beaver vibes going. So just keep it going. Well, let's keep it going. Uh make sure you share this podcast with a friend. Thank y'all for tuning in and we'll catch y'all next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.